Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Heroes of New York. This is part two of a conversation that we started last week with Richie and Nestor, two foremen who work at Stye Town, one of New York's largest residential complexes, along with Malcolm, the director of Environmental Services. In part one, we spoke with Richie, Nestor and Malcolm and understood the challenges and fears that they faced as a team keeping this huge sprawling campus clean during the lockdown in New York City. In part two, we move into a very exciting story. During the summer of 2019, Richie and Nestor along with Malcolm and their team worked with children from public schools in the East Village in New York City and caters to special needs children. Last year in 2019, the children came over to the Stytown campus and along with Richie and Nestor did a fabulous job of keeping the premises clean. But this goes beyond keeping premises clean. It's about learning social skills and life skills and giving them the independence and confidence to face the world after they graduate from school. Tune in to hear this heartwarming story of a few wonderful children and their new instructors, Richie and Nestor. Hello and welcome to Heroes of New York a podcast about everyday heroes who have refused to let the pandemic stop them from serving others. In every episode, I will introduce to you someone who has risen above the odds to uplift people around them. I'm your host, Anu Senan. I know that you also work with the students and that they have worked on this campus under your leadership. Can you tell more about that? Working with the students was... An experience, it was the best, to me, it was one of the best experiences I had in my life, working here in this property. Those were, those are special needs children, and in the beginning when they first came, I was all in for it, and I said, oh, I'm going to teach them a few things, and I thought of, oh, teaching them things that I can take out the property with them when they're home, they're teenagers. So they can carry it with them for the rest of their lives. As I worked with them, it was amazing. It was amazing of how, you see, they start their first week. They really don't know exactly what the job entails. Let's just say it was sweeping a floor. By the third week, those kids were pros. They picked up so fast, so fast. They wanted to work. I'll give you one of the experiences that we had. I had a kid. He didn't want to work with anyone. He didn't want to do any work. So one day, we were doing windows. We were learning how to squeegee the windows, clean windows. And I was there, and I tried to get to work. He didn't want to work. Finally, I said, let me try something. I said, I need your help. I cannot do this without you. I really need your help. He just grabbed the squeegee. And we did it together. It was just amazing to see him. And after that, he didn't want to give no one else a turn. (laughs) (laughs) No one else gets a turn, you know. And I think that was our bonding moment. After that, our relationship, he sees me. He puts on this bright smile. We went to visit him in the school when he saw us. Myself, Richie, and Malcolm, when he mm-hmm. saw us, he spilt over the cash register that was there <laughs> of the excitement of yes. seeing us, which was amazing. It was incredible. And that experience, I, and I was there to teach them or, you know, teach them some skills. They taught me more than what I taught them. I got more out of it than them. If they only knew, I got way more out of it than them. It was it's special. And I'm looking forward for when this pandemic is over to yeah. work with them all over again. I miss them. 
So I'm just going to be continuing on that because I have also a little story. But before that, I will honestly say on the beginning how it starts with me. That was very simple. And Nestor, he came to me and he says, Richie, we got the project. You go with me. When he explained to me what we're going to be doing, I was scared. I was so scared that how I'm supposed to react, what I'm supposed to do, how I'm supposed to talk to these kids. You know, I have no experience. I don't know. And that's why he just said, listen, you just be yourself. Just be yourself. Off God, that's it. It's going to be natural. And I don't know. I just follow and I was natural, tried to be, you know, as much I could. And then... I just gonna be say one guy, you know, like a click with me really much. Uh, seven feet one, I would say, or seven feet. He's probably. tall. No, no, he's tall. tall. He's, he's really tall. Yeah. I'm six or one, so and he was like a above yeah, me, yeah. yeah. So this guy, he was really like a special. And somehow, you know, like a, we click, and he always take my hand and he asking me, Richie, show me, Richie. You know, he cannot talk, right? But he kind of like, a, he always, I can see that in his eyes, in his movements, you know, like a, he was so into to do some work, learn something. He was so excited to do any time, any kind of type of the work. When we have a break time, because we want to sit down, you know, like a, because there was summertime, we was outside, we teach them like a, how to pick it up, you know, like a, around the property. And he just don't want to take a break. He always take my hand away from the group and he says, we continue. I want to continue. Show me what I'm supposed to do. He just don't want to stop. He thinks it's also that uh, he always wearing the headphones. So because kind of like a probably noise, like a, he wants to isolate these noises. So he always have the headphones, not necessarily that he got the music in there, just he has this. It's like a safety. Yes, yeah. yeah, safety barrier or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So at the last day, when they come in for the like a season, I saw them coming over without the headphones, and I'm looking at it and I'm standing like, "Oh, do you have no?" And before I say that, teachers they say, "No, no, no, don't say that because you know like a." We are excited that we trying something again new. And because we told him, like, uh, he comes to you, we told him, like, uh, Richie, he likes you without headphones, you know? So just act like uh, it's normal thing. And you will see he's going to be normal. And that's what we did. And all day he was without the headphones. He was working like, every day and never, you know, asked for the headphones. And later on, actually, Rick, he told me that, that when I told him that story, that he says... You don't know what you did for the kid. You don't know what level you did. And I said, I don't know because <laughs> that's how it started. I don't know nothing about that. But it's something what now I know. Now I learn. And and like Nestor, he says, it's something like I looking forward, you know, again continue and and with these kids because it's it's amazing experience, you know. Yeah, so this all stemmed from Rick reaching out. Actually, it was the, no, it was the, um, one of the, not the direct teachers who you spoke with, but one of their colleagues who lives lives on property reached out to Rick to see if we could set something up. And Rick said, yeah, you know, let's get them working. Malcolm, find some guys to handle this. And I'm like, you know, I got the perfect two, obviously, Nestor and Richie. I kind of 
thought I was going to have to take a leadership role. I was excited about it, but Nestor kind of kicked me out of that whole thing. He said, I got this, leave me alone. Um, but it was really cool to see. And just another example of their leadership. You know, we have cultural responsibilities for the company, one of which is being a good neighbor and helping others win. And when I think of their, the way they lead their team and the way they just are, it's almost like the cultural responsibilities which we have were modeled after how they operate every day because they're just a perfect example of that. And definitely a great time to see, you know, the kids reacting to the guys. Like Richie said, he was very nervous. Nestor was all for it. He's like, I'm going to take this by the horns. Richie was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and uh, myself and Richie were probably a little, little, we wanted to be involved and wanted to help and we were excited about it, but there was nervous energy. And, you know, Nestor just kind of went for it. Richie just dove in and like, it became like Nestor said, the best thing he's done in his career, but it became probably the best part of our week. Every mm -hmm. Tuesday and Thursday in the summertime, we, we would have almost that mental break from reality and just spend time with people. And the effort that we saw from the kids, no matter what they were capable of, whether it was being able to run a vacuum cleaner or if all they were limited to was to picking up paper from the ground, no matter what their level was, they all pushed that level every day. And seeing the support that they had through Nestor and Richie was so amazing. But I think one of the biggest things, and I don't mean to steal your thunder, when we went to visit them at their school, they have a, um, a cafe that they run for the other students. And the teachers, so we got a coffee. Um, kid saw Nestor and he was the cashier, flipped the register and gave him a hug. <laughs> so great to see. And, you know, Nestor and I were both fighting back tears. But the teachers pulled us aside. And I don't know if they covered this when they spoke with you, but um, Allie and Taylor told us, hey, we had parent-teacher conferences and a couple of the kids' parents had some feedback. One of them was in the bathroom for like 45 minutes and his mother was nervous and said, oh, what the hell's going on? Knocked on the door and found that he had not been asked, but he had decided to clean the whole bathroom, right? <laughs> Another kid who, you know, he had more challenges than than kind of the, the majority of the group. After dinner, he would start taking the plates to the kitchen, wiping down the tables. So it's just really shows the effect that this program has had on the kids. And these guys have talked about how it's enriched their lives and made them better people. But it's great to see that these kids, they learn these skills and they've taken it elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're engaged and they actually want to do the tasks, which is a big thing. Because unfortunately, and this is a big problem with the world we live in, after high school, they don't have many resources. So we kind of are that last chance to give them some sort of skills that they can carry on into adulthood. So it's definitely a big deal. And we're, like I said, like they said, we miss it and we're excited to get back to it soon, hopefully, right? Hopefully yes. sooner than later. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. I had spoken with the teachers and this seems to be such an amazing thing to do. I don't know how many people who live here are aware of this program that you had done for the kids, but to impart to them life skills and social skills and to see how it changed you as well as them. That's amazing. Yes. That's amazing. I'm sure they miss it. Yeah, I'm sure they do. 
I also speak with Alison Turney and Taylor Curtin, the educators from PS2 who work very closely with the special education kids. They share their story and what is their hope for these kids in the future. Nice to have you both here, Alison and Taylor. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. So you have been working with Stytown and your students from PS2 have been coming here and working. Tell us a little bit more about this project. So yes, yeah, so we have been working with Stytown for just about a year now. And the project kind of came about through another staff member of ours who lives in Stytown, who presented this opportunity for us that we then pursued together to create for our students. And we go, each of our classes goes once a week and we complete a variety of different tasks with our team at Stytown that include some cleaning and groundwork and then also just you know building and cultivating a relationship with the Stytown community and learning a little bit more about how Stytown runs as so it is a reciprocal relationship that we like to have with community partners and it's also a great exposure experience for both our students to be able to see what possible jobs are out there for them and for our community members to see how hard our students work and how with just the right supports they can be totally successful and they can really help your business or the program. Yeah, that sounds great. Tell us a little bit more about the school and your students. So our school is um in the East Village we serve students from pre-K through 21 years old. Miss Alina's classes are both comprised of six students and we teach transition classes so our students are 18 to 21 years old and we have a heavy focus in providing opportunities and building vocational um and social skills before our students exit the Department of Education. So um a large part of what we do is build independence in our students. Our students with autism and they have a varying level of functioning and a varying level of need for behavioral and academic support. So yeah. Yeah, and on that a lot of ways that we support our students are through visual supports and so that means maybe we would make visual checklists of how to complete a task with real pictures. It depends on the student but it might be pictures of the student it may be pictures we found online it may be specific symbols so those will show the students the steps and so we in our classes use visuals a lot that's one of the main supports that our students need in order to successfully complete a task a lot of our students are also very routine based so by now i guess before covid a lot of our students even our highest need students knew the stytown routine so they knew what their job was they knew how to do it with maybe only a verbal support like a reminder or yeah just a quick reminder and then they were able to do the tasks on their own so the point of a big thing that we do with our students is we try to make them as independent as possible so we start with all the supports that they need and then we slowly fade those supports until they can complete that task independently. So what are these tasks like? So over the summer we were cleaning a lot of the vestibules. So the students would use squeegees and dip them in water and use towels to clean the vestibules and that was a lot of fun. So that was one of our outdoor activities. We also clean the grounds so they use tools to pick up trash 
and clean the grounds, which they very much enjoyed. When the winter months came, they moved inside and a few students would go to a hallway and vacuum and clean the walls. So of the actual apartment building. And then there were another group of students that were handling materials and would be doing the heavy lifting of big boxes and sorting materials. Oh, nice. I'm curious to know what kind of challenges do kids face when they do work like this? You know, for us, especially going into a new environment, that was definitely a challenge that we had to adjust and kind of create supports for, especially Stytown being an outside environment, especially when we were doing those outdoor tasks. I think that that was a big challenge in managing like the physical conditions of Stytown, that the team did such a great job of helping us accommodate because there weren't physical barriers that we're used to when we're doing more indoor tasks. So, you know, most of our other work sites are, are indoors with defined spaces and, you know, limited transitions. So that was definitely something that we had to work with the team to, you know, best support our students in trying to make sure that it was safe and supportive, but still providing an, a level of independence for our kids too, to have. Yeah. And I also think this was, at least for our classes, since Taylor and I have been there, this was the first time that their supervisors were not Taylor and I. So in our other job sites, in our coffee shop, Taylor and I are the bosses or the supervisors or the managers or whatever you want to call it. And then at our preschool site, we are as well. We want we run the work site. We kind of shifted that over to the Stytown staff and said, you guys are their supervisors. And it took a little while for our students to recognize, like, you're not my classroom teacher, but you are my supervisor and I need to listen to you like how I listen to my teachers. So I think it was nice for Taylor and I to kind of take a supportive side role, but they picked up what they had to do with our students so quickly. And really, it was almost immediate from like the first time that we met them, they kind of just were naturals at how to speak to our students and support our students. And it was really nice for us to see and just like started the relationship off on the best foot possible. This sounds really interesting. A lot of life skills that they imbibe from these different tasks. Yes. Any memorable stories from Stytown or any other website? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, we have so many. We were trying to just pick one each. I guess mine will start with, I have a student who has four symbols. So that means on his desk, we have yes, no, hello, and bathroom. And that is how he communicates. And sometimes he cannot even use those symbols to communicate. It's hard to, you know, see what he's feeling or even get a yes, no from him. And we've, I've had him for the past two years and we've kind of struggled to find a job site that really fits his needs and that we can support him to become as independent as possible. I was a little nervous with him coming into Stytown. It was so new and like Taylor said, outside and the students were doing things that maybe they've never done before. Maybe none of them have ever seen a vacuum before, things like that. But he actually has become one of my most successful students at Stytown, he can turn on the vacuum, he can vacuum, he can clean the walls just with supervision. I send videos to his parents all the time. They can't believe it. It's just he's motivated. And I think that is 
one of the most important things. We just hadn't found a job that he was motivated to do or excited for. And he's nonverbal and only has those four symbols that he's able to partially use. So it's hard to communicate and ask him how he feels and get feedback from him. But just seeing him pick up the vacuum or know that I need to get my towel so when my teacher sprays the wall, I clean it. That was just a huge success for him. And he's about to exit the DOE and his family is very hopeful for his future, especially now that we've discovered these jobs that he enjoys and that he's really good at. Yeah. Yeah, that is a wonderful success story for sure. Yeah, I think that when I think about my experience and our students' experiences at Stytown, one of my students certainly comes to mind. And I think that, you know, his success was more based in the connections that he made with the people at Stytown and not always necessarily about like the tasks that he was completing. And I think that it was clear in seeing the student's success that this was so much more than just a job and more than just providing opportunities for you know vocational skills and training and that this was really an opportunity for our students to find joy in in working with other people and like continuing to learn about how to interact appropriately with people it was very clear early on that this student would truly light up when we were preparing to go to Stytown, when we were putting on our uniforms it was like his signal he knew he was going to get to see his supervisors And I know Allie touched on this before, and this was the first time that his supervisors were not Allie and I, and not the other teachers in his room. So he really understood that these people were there to support him and that they were his boss. And he was really able to show his joy and excitement when he was there, but also have tons of respect and understanding that the guys at Stytown were his boss and he listened to them. And he really just had such a sense of pride in his work and his experience there. So I think that this student just really showed me so many other facets to what a work site could be. It's not just about building skills. It's really about providing these joyful, prideful experiences and learning how to interact with others appropriately. So it was wonderful to see. (laughs) Yeah. And adding on to what Taylor said, I mean, our students are so proud to work at Stytown. And that is just like, It makes us smile. I get teary-eyed every time I get there, every time I leave. It's just like the community is so welcoming and so warm. And our students can sense that. They can sense when people are there for them and when people are there to support them. And it's an entire community wearing the same shirts that they are, wearing the same hats that they are, waving to them in the street, knowing them by name, giving them a fist bump or a high five when they pass by. Even the residents there, we go to some similar buildings every time. They recognize us. They appreciate us and thank the kids. And a lot of that, obviously, too, is the exposure that the staff at Stytown has given by showing their residents, this is what we're doing, and this is how great it is. And so everybody is on board, and we can feel it. Like We step on the premises, and we feel the the warmth, and so do our students, really, and You can tell. I mean, they are so motivated to work. They are so proud to put on their uniforms. We have students now that we hop on Google Meet Remote Learning and they say, where's Mr. Nestor and Mr. Richie and Mr. Malcolm? Like we even had them on one of our Google Meets because our students are asking about them so much and they 
popped on to say hi to everybody and all the students recognized them and we're so excited to see them. So even though we haven't been there in months, that relationship is still there and still so strong. So it's really great to see. And I can't wait until we can get back over there. Absolutely. How has this lockdown affected your everyday school activities? It's definitely been challenging, you know, in trying to figure out how to provide opportunities for our students that they were receiving in school remotely. You know, a lot of what we do is super hands-on and we go to work site three days a week. So our students, it's very clear that they're missing those opportunities and those experiences. So it's been challenging trying to figure out how to provide similar experiences and, and providing the same sort of teaching over a computer. It's really hard. Sure. Yeah, our students also require a lot of support. So we've had to rely a lot on the parents. And our parents have been wonderful. And they are such a great group. And it's good that Taylor and I had already established a great relationship with every parent. So that made our lives a lot easier and their lives a lot easier. But it is a lot of trust and relying on each other to help each other out. And I didn't think I could get any closer to these parents. And now I really feel like part of these families. And I think they feel like part of mine as well. And so even though this has been so challenging and it's hard sometimes because we feel like we can't give our students everything that they need from afar, we still have cultivated these incredible relationships with the families and gotten closer than ever and really just rely on each other for everything and for support in every possible way. So there are some good things that can come out of it. But overall, it's definitely challenging and challenging for families. And I think our role is just to support them in any way that they need, whatever that is. If that's me sitting on Google Meet with your student for X amount of minutes or hours, or me sending certain work or certain books, you know, we have to kind of cater to each student's needs, which we would do in the classroom anyway, but it's in a different way and it's a different kind of support. You both work very closely with these students and you know them really well. What message would you like to share with our listeners in terms of awareness? I think our main message is that our students can do anything. So most of our students, not all of them, but many of them are nonverbal. Many of them need these verbal and visual supports. All of them need constant supervision throughout the day. But really, they can do anything. They need to be given the opportunity and support in order to do the tasks at hand, but they can do it. So I think what our message is that we are just here to build independence and confidence in our students. And we want to do that in every way possible. So we need the opportunities to give them. So community partnerships, SciTown has proved that a community partnership can do just that. It can show our students all of the things that they can do and it can give them the opportunity to decide what they want to do. So one student loves vacuuming. That's great. Let's find them a job after they leave school and where they can vacuum. Or if one student loves making relationships with their supervisors, that's great. Let's find that student an opportunity after school to cultivate those relationships with other people. So I think it's really just giving our students these opportunities and in order to give these students these opportunities, we need those community partnerships as well. So 
our community needs to recognize how amazing our students are and how they can do anything. Yes, they may need supports, but they can do anything and everything. And the more our community opens up to us, the more we can open up opportunities for our students. So I guess that's really just the message. Exposure from the community and to the community is really the biggest thing for our students to be successful. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I think just being able to provide, like, you know, Ali said, I think that we know everything that our students can do. And I think that this partnership has, you know, provided Stytown an opportunity to see all of those things and all the positives that we can provide a community partner. And I think just like having this even open other people's eyes to, you know, what this really positive reciprocal relationship can look like in a community, I think that hopefully will open doors to even more partnerships that we can build for our students. I'm so happy I got to hear these stories today. And I'm sure anyone who's listening to this episode feels the same way. They're very positive and very uplifting stories. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing these stories. Thank you for providing us a platform to kind of shout out our students' praises and shout from the rooftops of how wonderful they are. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes. And I hope that you know, more opportunities come to your school and your way because of this story that we're sharing today. So thank you. I wish you and your students all the best in your future endeavors. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Heroes of New York. Make sure to visit our website, anusenan.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes. If you love the show, please leave a rating on iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Thanks for listening and see you in two weeks from now.